Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast with host Elizabeth Myers, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Tune in weekly to learn how to have a winning life by building a strong spirit, soul, and body. Welcome to Resilient Life Hacks. I am your host, Elizabeth Myers, and we are going to talk about how to win at life by building a stronger spirit, soul, and body. And I am very excited today to have our guest here with us, Brianna Rulais. She is a multi-passionate, multi-talented entrepreneur. She is a lifelong singer, a best-selling author. She's a reality star, <laughs> one of the top finalists in American Idol. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to hear your story and what you have to share with us. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. I love your podcast. I love the mission and soul and, and message behind it. And yeah, no, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you. It's not a super long show, but I feel like there's so many different things that we could talk about, so many ways that we could go. But if you could just give us a background about how you got interested in singing and where your journey began and what kind of bumps along the road that you hit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting because I am going back to growing up, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. The avenue for me to pursue music and art and theater was musical theater at the time. We didn't have music schools on every single corner. So I grew up doing musical theater. That was my lane as it pertained to performance. And I ended up doing musicals my entire life. While I was in junior high, I auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club in seventh grade. Fun. And um, that was my first taste to know, like, oh, wow, I actually could potentially do something with this. I was a top 10 finalist in Dallas at the time next to Jessica Simpson. And that sort of propelled me to keep doing music and theater. And I ended up doing a musical theater major at Pepperdine University. And it was after Pepperdine that I realized I was totally burned out from musical theater. So I stopped doing that. I did commercial uh, voiceovers, commercial radio voiceovers for a little bit. But in Los Angeles, I got pretty lost. Like I always tell people I was lost in La La Land for a good year or so. I was, mm. you know, partying pretty hard and, and very like zero direction. I was in my early 20s. I think I was 21 at the time. Literally spent like my entire 21st year boozing it up every single day. And I woke up one day realizing, okay, I'm losing time right now. Like I'm in my early twenties. This is when I'm supposed to be like the height of my entertainment career or mm -hmm. whatever. And I was blowing it. And thankfully I was able to turn things around for myself and I was able to get a little bit of direction and realize that music is my first passion. I joined a band at that time, getting really plugged into a church in Los Angeles as well. And just started really carving that path for myself. And that's what led me to audition for American Idol. And I auditioned a good three times before I got my golden ticket. I was on season four of American Idol as a top 100 finalist. And that year, 100,000 people auditioned for American Idol. So that was mm -hmm. when we would wrap around the um, stadiums mm -hmm. and we'd get there like at three in the morning with pillows, like and, and get in line. And they wouldn't yeah. open the doors until nine or 10. So yeah. we were making friends with everyone around us. And it was a wild time. I got rejected in Las Vegas. I got rejected in San Francisco. I'm sorry, in, um, in San Diego. And then I made it in San Francisco. Mm. So it was 
it was a really difficult experience, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm -hmm. It really, it was a beginning. Like I always tell people looking back, like at the time I thought that it was an end because I got on the show, but then the show ended for me before I wanted it to. Mm. So I thought I was done. I thought once I was kicked off the show or let go Mm -hmm. of the show, my music career is over. This was my last shot. And now looking back 20 years later or 16 years, however long ago, it was back in 04, I guess, 16 or so years later, I realized, Ooh, no, that was a beginning. Right. That was not an end. That was a beginning for me. Like I said, out of a hundred thousand people, I was one Mm -hmm. of 100. And I thought to my, I realized now I think to myself, wow, that was an opportunity that I, amazing opportunity, but an, an opportunity for me to realize like that I had something special and that I had what it takes to, yeah. you know, carve my path in the music mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. And that's so important because sometimes we're so hard on ourselves too. When we're going through something, we only see the failures and not all the successes. It's easy to dismiss our own victories. I have a, a little sign that says celebrate every victory. And I try, yeah. to, try to do that in my life too. So I'm not a singer. I can't carry a tune in a bucket to save my life, but I was in one musical in high school. We did Oklahoma. I, I grew up as a dancer, so I was the lead dancer, but I had to sing as part of the audition. They made everybody sing and they all knew that I couldn't sing. So they're just like, just sing happy birthday quietly and we'll let you pass. <laughs> so, And then I tried out one time for, a, it was like a bigger production of uh, West Side Story. I auditioned. I was just auditioning for the fun of it. I knew I wasn't going to get into it, but my goal was to get cut before they got to the singing part because the dancing was first and then the singing and then the acting. <laughs> so I did, I got my goal. I got cut before I had to sing Oh and my gosh. to watch wow. the, the rest of it. But so, so tell weird. us what that was like as you were going through that, not meeting your goal the first couple of times, were you really discouraged or did you know you just needed to keep trying again? You know, the first couple of times that I got rejected, I was discouraged because it's really heartbreaking. You put a lot of energy and time and effort and money, by the way, because you're tra- mm-hmm. traveling. I'm in my early twenties. I can barely like pay my rent and I'm driving to Las Vegas where I'm flying here and you guys stay in a hotel. And it's, it's a time commitment. It's an energy commitment. And, and it's a um, financial commitment to, to do this. And, and I was close in Las Vegas. Like the yeah. producer is like, you're so close. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> So it was heartbreaking and it, Mm -hmm. and again, this was back before the whole DIY music industry movement. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. we can put music out there. We Mm -hmm. can release it. We don't need a record label to release music. There's just so Mm -hmm. much that has evolved, thankfully, for, in in favor of independent artists, right? right? It's the the same with books and authors too. Same with authors. Yes. Same with music with the publishing companies and the book world. And it's really beautiful. It really opens the doors. And I would just say, I was thinking, like I said, thinking to myself, this is my last shot. This is my only shot to get my foot in the door because I felt like those gates were really guarded. How am I going to, it was a total pipe dream. Having a career in music, in the music industry, I was from Richardson, Texas. How am I, when I know nothing about the music industry, going to have a career in the music industry? So I'm thinking American Idol is just like my foot in the door. I can network, I can make connections and I can figure it out. That's 
I was scrappy like that. I still am. And that was the dream. So I was very discouraged, but I would say what happened was that innate knowing, you know, I'm supposed to do this. And I was having a conversation with my brother, who's a big cheerleader for me. And he's Brianna, you got to do it again. Like you can't quit. You can't give up. You just got to, you got to go do it again. And I was like, because I knew he was right. Yeah. So when I auditioned for San Francisco, I didn't tell anyone I was going like on the other ones, like my mom met me there and I didn't tell anyone I was going. I hopped in my, I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I hopped in my Ford Explorer and I made the six hour drive North to San Francisco and I did stay with the friends. So she knew I was doing it, Mm -hmm. but I did it by myself. I got online by myself. I didn't, I I told my roommates and that was it. And I just went up there and I went for it. And I knew I, I just, I knew I had to do it. And that was the last audition city that season. So San Francisco Mm -hmm. was the absolute last opportunity for that season. Yeah. I'm glad I did that. And it was necessary. I knew that I needed to do it. So Mm -hmm. that there was that sense of grit and perseverance, so to speak, that needed to take place. And it's interesting because after what happened was I made it to Hollywood and I completely bombed my Hollywood audition, like bombed. I talk about this in my, my first book, Performing Artist Pathway. And I really go through the, exactly how it went down and it's bad. And, yeah. and so what I tell people, like when I'm coaching them for reality singing shows, I'm like, look, you got to learn from me. Trust me when I tell you, if you're not prepared, the same thing's going to happen to you. And I don't mm-hmm. want it to happen to you. So mm-hmm. do me a favor, listen to my story listen to my coaching and go through the course, go through whatever it is, whatever it takes for you to prepare yourself at the best, the highest level that you possibly can, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't want you to go through what I went through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. What did you learn on the earlier times then that you were able to apply when you did get that golden ticket? What lessons in the first couple of tries prepared you for that? Yeah. So my song choice And even to my last audition, my song choice was really all over the place. At the time, I always tell people, like, I had no idea who I was as an artist. I had, I just liked to sing. I was straight off the musical theater boat. I really enjoyed singing. And so I was, and I pride myself for being able to sing anything and everything. I can sing Mm -hmm. jazz. I can sing rock. I can sing soul. I can sing country, whatever. So I was picking all of these different songs, but they had zero connection with one another. It wasn't consistent. So it was very confusing. So the producers and the artists are thinking, producers, excuse me, the producers and the judges are thinking, how do you fit on my show? I want to put you in a square and I want you to be the rock girl or the country girl or the pop girl. But they couldn't do that with me. They couldn't figure out what box I fit in. So I didn't change it, but I will say I, I did realize early on, oh, I better get this figured out because they were asking me to sing four or five songs where really they should have just known in the first two, two to three. And they're like, do you have something else? Do you, like, so they knew that I could sing, but they kept asking me for more because they were trying to figure it out. They're mm. trying to figure out who I was. Yeah. So that, that's something that, that I teach on as well. But that was definitely a, a learning spot. And then I, I would also just say the other side of that is to keep doing my best to just let the light shine, let the light and energy shine. Mm-hmm. 
it is an entertainment television show and I need to have fun. And if right. I'm like a ball of stress and not showing any sort of personality or any fun, that's not going to translate on television. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's really important that you show them the energy is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying just from a writer's standpoint. I've been, I started blogging in 2015. I'm working on my second book now, but it, it's taken me a while too to find my voice, so to speak. I know it's written, but just to find out my style or what do I want to talk about? Or because I, you know, how you've talked about you're all over the map with different styles. I'm all over the map with different things I want to write about. And for me, I found just doing it helps me refine it and throwing it out there just to practice publicly. You can see what resonates with other people more than something. So I, is that no, part no, of like your journey of just, you just try out different things, you know, like trying on different clothes and see which one fits best. Yeah. And I think that's also as an entrepreneur, I think it's similar as well. I always tell people I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't realize that's where my life was taking me. When I left American Idol, or when I got, I always say when I got booted from American Idol, about six, no, about nine months later, my husband and I got pregnant. I'm thinking my music career is over because I didn't make it to American Idol. And now my music career is definitely over because now I'm pregnant. And mm -hmm. since I'm pregnant and I'm a mom, I can no longer pursue my dreams. And I think that happens to so many women. Mm -hmm. When they start families, they think now I have to abandon my dreams and goals and aspirations because I'm a mom and this has, that's selfish. It's selfish for me to mm -hmm. want to tackle those dreams because my focus needs to be my family. I 100% my family is my priority, no doubt about it. But I believe that I'm a better mom when I can model for my girls the importance of work ethic and dreaming big and taking action and not being bored in life and like tackling the things that get me juiced up and excited because ultimately that energy is going to transfer onto them and they're going to realize, oh, it's acceptable and it's okay to dream. It's okay to want big things for myself and it's okay for me to want to tackle life by the horns. So both my husband and I, my husband, it's always been his dream to start to open a restaurant. And six years ago, he was able to realize that. And I'm just supporting him in his dream. In addition, he supports me and mine. As like I said, I'm now a, a performing artist consultant. I do strategy work with performing artists, in addition to being a reality TV music coach. So we're both charting our own paths as entrepreneurs. But I'll tell you right now, when we opened that restaurant six months ago, I'm sorry, six years ago, I had just quit my job, my full-time 401k health insurance sales job to stay at home with the girls. I have three girls and I was going to start a vocal coaching business. I was just going to start vocal coaching. That's That was the plan. Mm -hmm. Two months after I quit my job, we got the keys to our first restaurant and we didn't see that coming. It was a very last, it was a very like last minute opportunity. My husband jumped on it and voila, suddenly overnight, what is what it felt like we were restaurant owners. So we both went from double cush nine to five. And now Victor was in the restaurant industry. So his wasn't nine to five, but salary jobs, very right. 
comfortable lives to no income, double entrepreneurs, like within two months. That's so like exciting like, and scary all at the same time. Yeah. And so if we talk about like resiliency, it's, oh my God, what just happened? Like I have three, I had newborn. I had a six month old at the time and we didn't have health insurance. And I'm like, this was the most irresponsible thing that I could ever have. Why did I quit my job? But I always tell people if I would have known that that was going to happen, I would have never quit my job. Mm. And if I wouldn't have quit my job, then I wouldn't have gotten the bootstrapping education that I needed to become an entrepreneur, to learn the business skills, to now I applied myself. I did an online business course, then I launched my own business. And so now I'm in a full, I have a full on consulting business. We have a successful restaurant and all of that happened because of trusting that we could we could get through it and that we could figure it out. And it's still hard, especially right now in the restaurant industry and the music industry. Both industries are are hit pretty hard now with COVID. Yeah, it's been a wild ride as an entrepreneur, uh, as a parent. Mm-hmm. And in life, I know that we're not alone. I know everybody's feeling the craziness, but I'll just have to say I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is such an amazing story. So many ups and downs and and twists and turns. I agree with you 100% on the mom having an identity thing. As a mom of eight kids, I spent a 14-year block of my life where I was pregnant or nursing or both. (laughs) And for that stretch of life, I just totally head down in the day-to-day trenches. I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything else or the desire, really. I loved what I was doing. But when my youngest went off to kindergarten and was older and everybody's taking care of their own bathroom needs. I just looked up and went, where'd the last 20 years of my life just go? (laughs) And I did go through a little mini crisis of, well, who am I other than his wife and their mom? Like, who am I? And so that part of that is what started this journey on me writing and, and podcasting and those kinds of things. But my husband is a military, he's a fighter pilot. He is getting ready to retire and we're swapping roles a little bit and he's, I'm going to be trying to go into more full-time writing and speaking and things. So I am very interested to hear from you how that works with you and your husband and double entrepreneurs and you guys supporting each other's dreams. And what tips do you have for couples who are both pursuing their dream and how to make that work? Yeah, absolutely. It really is a balance. I just have to say that we mutually respect one another. And I think that's the first thing. It's also an understanding that things are not going to be comfortable. They are not going to be comfortable for a while. We're in year six of our restaurant and they usually say by five things start. Mm -hmm. COVID just hit. So, you know, we're, and and we don't expect the restaurant industry to recover anytime soon from all Mm -hmm. of this. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. That being said, we're still pressing and we support one another. So I think there's also that priority, prioritization of, okay, now we're husband and wife first. We love each other. We chose each other. Right. We have a family, our family's first, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, no matter what happens in our businesses, we still got each other. Mm-hmm. So that unit is there and the focus on that's really important. And also there are times where he shines and I let him do his thing. And then 
then he gives me time to shine too. But mm-hmm. we're very supportive around the board of one another. Yeah. And that, and as far as a mother, how I juggle it all is I, I wake up really early. I wake up very early to get my creative work done so that when the girls wake up to get ready for school, I'm ready to get them up, get ready to school, out the door. Mm-hmm. And then I hit it again. But mm-hmm. I have daily success rituals that I'm very uh, strict to because that is how I can care for myself. They include prayer, meditation, journaling, exercise. And I don't do the journaling and meditation every single day, but I do exercise and I do pray every morning. I just, there's certain things I do to get my day started, Mm -hmm. to get my day started off. But being double entrepreneurs, honestly, it's a wild ride and it's, it can be very scary. And like I said, uncomfortable, but I always say lean into the discomfort because that's when you know you're alive. That's when you know you're growing. I think there's like that fine line of discomfort and irresponsibility because we're not also trying to put our family into a difficult, you know, situation. But because of my faith, like I'm constantly checking in. I'm constantly trying mm-hmm. to discern what my next move needs to be. And I trust my gut. Mm-hmm. So if I don't think that I'm supposed to be doing this, then I'm going to move on and I'm going to move on to whatever's next, whatever I think it is I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Because like I said, right now, there's no doubt we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Life wasn't promised that it was going to be easy, but I'll tell you, I know for a fact, like we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. Now there's going to be ways that we're going to have to move and shift and pivot and bottom weave. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get there. But at the end of the day, no, there's nothing that's giving me this clear indication. Okay. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. I love what you said earlier about if you had done it the way you thought you should have, then you wouldn't have experienced all these other benefits or you wouldn't have gone through the hard times that helped you grow in the ways you needed to grow. And I think that is so true that real fulfilling life rewards success all of that lies outside of our comfort zone and if we always continue just to choose what's comfortable then we don't get to experience those exciting things that god has planned for us but we have to be willing to get out there on the edge of the limb and do the scary things or do the hard things in order to reap those benefits i would say the the fruits out at the end of the limb it's not on the tree trunk <laughs> you got to get out right. on the limb to get the best fruit yeah and who are we to say, like, why are we capping ourselves? Mm -hmm. If there's way, just, there's just way more out there for us Mm -hmm. that we're even privy to, I believe. Right. But in order for us to get there and to operate at our highest level, we do have to step out in faith and we do have to take action and we do have to trust. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't know what that's going to look like, but That's why it is scary and risky and whatnot. And to me, I'm okay with that. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't okay with not knowing what's on the other side. I am not naturally that way, but I've learned to be that way, partly Mm -hmm. because of our lifestyle. We're in the military. We're always moving. It's, we always have to be flexible because you never know what's going to happen, but also just seeing God's faithfulness in those kind of things. Mm. I think that God has so much more awesome things planned for us. And sometimes we miss out on them just because we don't 
seize it. We don't go after that opportunity. I know when we had two kids, we had a, a boy and a girl, and I thought, is this it? Is this where we stop? When I was praying about it, Lord, should we have more in our family? Or what? And I just had this really overwhelming feeling that somebody was missing from our family. And I always say, <laughs> I had no idea how many somebodies, because if God had told me then I was going to be a mom of eight, I would have hightailed it, run the other way going, no, you got the wrong girl. You got the right. But it, he just worked with me very gradually over, over time so that when I was the mama of eight, it was something I really wanted and really enjoyed. But yeah, it's a good thing. Sometimes God doesn't reveal the blessings that he has for us because they might seem too overwhelming. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Right. I love that. I remember being pre breastfeeding my second daughter and it was middle of the night. I remember looking down at her and going, oh, you're going to be a middle child. Like I, I knew, like I yeah. wasn't done. I was like, oh, uh -huh. there's, there's one more. I know, yeah. I knew there was one more. Right. But then when I was pregnant with my third, I was like, close it up. Like, yeah. this is it. No <laughs> doubt. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. It's just incredible how we can look back over our lives and see the ways that God leads us through things and things just, I love what you said earlier too, about you think it's an end, but it's really a beginning. It's a door to something new and just being able to look at it with that perspective um, is so helpful. Yeah. And it can be really scary. And I, I know I've had my ups and downs and I, I struggle a little bit with anxiety and it's sometimes same. It's funny because I am, I'm all about taking action and trusting and just going for it. And I do it a hundred percent. Like I go all in mm -hmm. and I, I still struggle with, am I really trusting that it's going to be okay? Because mm -hmm. I'm sitting here worrying about it or having anxiety about it. And right. anxiety is the antithesis of trust. So am I really mm -hmm. trusting? That's something that I think about almost every single day. Like I, I pray about like, I, I want to trust. I want to have total reliance upon spiritual timing. That's what I was reading that from my friend Marshawn's book. I love that acronym for trust, total reliance upon spiritual timing. And I just lean into that a lot, especially even as of late, even like the probably the most I have in my entire life, oh, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I think that we have opportunities to either buckle and crumble and just follow fall back a little bit mm -hmm. and, and like wait or wish things could be back the way they're going to be or the way they used to be or right. like living in the past mm -hmm. or we can be forward thinking and we can be innovate innovators and we can continue to create and uh, not just create works whether it be art or writing or whatever that is but create the lives that we want Mm -hmm. create the lives that we know we would be experience joy in and all mm -hmm. of that because yeah. we have that ability to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think when life is like this, it has been this past year where things just get shaken up. We have that opportunity to either shrink back from it and cower in the corner, which honestly, I think for a lot of us, that's, that's my first reaction. <laughs> But the, or we have the opportunity to grow into that, like you said, lean into that discomfort and become more than we were before to answer the challenge that's in front of us. That's right. And we all have that mm -hmm. innate ability to do so, to 
to rise up, not to rise up, to lean into it and to make that choice. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot easier to not make the choice. Yeah. It's a lot easier to just wait it out. Yeah. And if you're going to wait it out, you're going to be waiting a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just had the it's image put in my head of like a caterpillar going, it's easier just to stay a caterpillar. You could be a butterfly. <laughs> you sure. got to go through that painful process yeah. of metamorphosis, but there's so much more. Yeah. There is a hundred percent. And that's what I really do think that is probably one of the best things to come out of this year is for, for those who accept the challenge uh, and a, allowing this year to be that year where you go, okay, uh, I'm sp- life's getting shaken up here. Right. <laughs> so yeah. this is my chance to roll with it and to, like I said, rise up and mm-hmm. become, you know, what you want to be or right. get what, if that job, maybe you lost that job. Maybe that was an opportunity for you to actually do what you want to do, Yeah, whatever that is for you. And look, I'm not discrediting how difficult this year has been for so many, including myself or people losing so many lives have been lost. There's all of these different, really difficult, horrible, tragic things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And there's mourning and there's grieving and pain, but there's also healing and growth and opportunity and all, I just think and believe that all difficult times, all challenging times can evolve into beautiful opportunities. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. everyone looks at it that way. And, right. and that's just my perspective. And honestly, Maybe it's a perspective of hope and a perspective of just putting that positivity on there for my own like survival. Because mm-hmm. if I sat there and weeped and cried and didn't give myself the opportunity to get out of it, and there's obviously a healthy amount of weeping and crying that we should do. But at some point you got to wake up and go, okay, I've cried, I've mourned. Now I got to put one foot in front of the other and start, start the healing, start the healing process so that I can rise up and and move forward in a better place than I was before. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, we've called this episode, don't give up on your dreams, but I think it's also tremendous lessons in perseverance and in personal growth through difficult times. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. As we wrap up, can you just tell us, tell the listeners where we can find you and you read your book and what kind of opportunities you have. Thank you so much. Yes. You can find me at Brianna Rellas music.com B R I A N A R U E L A S music.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Brianna Rellas music. You can follow me there and my books performing artist pathway, which is all about navigating the highs and lows of your music journey and make reality TV. Your reality are both on Amazon. My husband and I's restaurant is called Victor Hugo's, which if you're in Dallas, you should pop in and check out Victor Hugo's. And yeah, so I've got online courses for both entrepreneurs and musical musicians and artists. And I do online business strategy consulting. Okay. So do you coach people who are wanting to get on a thing like American Idol? If they have a 
if they're a singer or have some talent that I do. So if you know someone who needs my book, then give it to them. And I also have, so I do consulting and coaching for them, but I have an online course for them as well. So it's a full on online course that takes you through the audition process, prepping you for the audition, then the actual performance. And then in my opinion, the most important is, okay, let's set you up for actually when you go on the show Mm -hmm. and let's help you to leverage the reality singing show platform. So that's where the online business strategies come into place. Mm -hmm. We go through social media, marketing, email marketing, branding, all of those like logistical things to prep an artist for when they get on the show, how do you maximize it? And how do you keep in touch with those 9,000 new fans and followers that you just got on social media overnight because yeah. your audition aired, you know, yeah. so many just go on the shows and then you never hear from them again mm-hmm. because they're not ready and they're not right. prepared. So mm-hmm. I prepare them not only to get on the show, but once they're on the show, I prepare them to create a lasting impression, but also keeping in touch with those brand new followers and fans that are new and engaged with them. So it's yeah. really exciting and fun. And I love to coach online or independent artists mm-hmm. to get the most out of their reality singing show experience. I can see how that would be really important, but it also would be something if you're, you know, just trying to get on the show, something that would be easy to overlook and not. Oh yeah. Not yeah. There's so many people who get on the show and they don't even have a website and you don't need a website mm-hmm. to go on your shows, but they don't even have their social media in place. Or if you mm-hmm. go to their social media, you can't even find them because it's a random name mm-hmm. or it's like, Oh, I'm watching the voice and oh my gosh, she's amazing. What's her name? Okay. And then I go to search her. I can't even find her. Mm-hmm. I can't even because she has nothing set up that mm-hmm. will enable me to connect with her, find her, download her music, stream her music, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, follow her music journey. And so that's a huge missed opportunity that a lot of these, these musicians, artists, even just green singers, mm-hmm. people who are just, just getting started. Most of, a lot of them, they don't know. So I prep them and my online course preps them to get the absolute most out of the experience. Yeah, that's great. So to all of our listeners out there who maybe have a friend or loved one who's interested in doing something like that, this is a great last minute Christmas present that you can go on Amazon and get it. And if you get the electronic version, you don't even have to wait for shipping. They can have it. I am going to be hosting the first ever virtual summit for reality singing shows in, in the new year. So I'm super excited to be hosting that. And I'm going to, I've already got about 12 speakers lined up for it. And it's going to be three days of just knowledge for Mm -hmm. musicians and artists who are interested in auditioning for reality singing shows. Yeah. That's great for people who may have that as a goal or a potential goal for 2021. Now is the great time to jump on that and to get these connections and to go after the thing that you want to do. Even if you think, oh, but I'm a mom or I've been rejected before, or this is not my time. We're here today to encourage you and step out in faith and do that thing that God's put on your heart to do, whether it's something along these lines or something else. But we just want to come together today and encourage you all out there to live your best life and go do that thing that you were born to do. So thank you so much for sharing your message with us. That was really fascinating, really helpful, and you have a lot of great wisdom there. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I so appreciate being a guest. Thank you again. All right. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with host Elizabeth Myers. If you like the show and want to know more, check out elizabethmyers.me 
forward slash RLH podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, just fill out the form on that webpage so we can connect. Your honest review on iTunes is a tremendous help to sharing this message of hope with more hurting souls. Don't forget to join us next week when we talk about more hacks for a resilient life. Until next time, stand strong, hold on to hope, and love others like Jesus does.